0: This episode of The Blurred Mob contains explicit language. While we want everyone to enjoy the show, sometimes we may say things that are not appropriate for all ages. So, in other words, mom, dad, granny, we cussing. Discretion is advised.
1: King G. Gross E&T. <laughs> Rock right with it. Right with it, rock right with it, rock right with it Let me, let me pop my shit
0: Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pop my
1: shit Hands up.
0: What's up y'all and welcome to the Blurred Mob, your hub for all things black and nerdy I am your host Foot, joined by my two co-hosts Ryan and Ralph If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any other streaming service Make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob
1: and if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe and turn on those bell notifications for future uploads.
0: All right. So we're back again for another episode and I just have to say that though we like put out this Batman episode like 2 weeks ago. I swear it feels like it's been like a month since the last time we've been in here. Yeah. Bro.
2: Yeah. yeah I don't know what and it, it feels like is.
0: Like, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's this Daylight Savings Time shit. But I was like, yo, we we haven't been in the booth forever. I'm talking about the booth. Like, we recording songs and shit. We ain't been in the studio in forever. (laughs) So, like, what's been up with you guys?
1: Uh, Well, y'all know, but the fans may not know your boy had a tonsillectomy. I got tonsillitis too much. I had to cut them things out. That's why I feel like it's been forever for me, because I've just been on narcotics for, like, the past two weeks. But I went to Olive Garden last night. I ate some pasta, some mozzarella sticks. Not mozzarella. I ate the bread <laughs> and the salad. I just... and my throat don't hurt. My throat don't hurt.
0: It's like it, it never fails with you that no matter what question we ask you, your shit just always turns to food. It does.
3: Right. <gasps>
1: I've been eating applesauce and popsicles and ice cream. No, for I two I weeks. feel you
0: in know this in <laughs> this situation. I feel you, but any other time we could be talking about some random ass bullshit, and you would come in with some food.
2: Yeah,
1: bro, you don't know how hungry I've been, bro. Like yesterday, yesterday before the Olive Garden, my roommate was like, "Man, you know I'm gonna get some some pizza for us before we play Dungeons and Dragons." I said, "You know I can't get no meat because you know my throat and stuff." So, I got mm-hmm. me a cheese.
0: Not a, a cheese. Food.
1: Ralph, when I say within, when I say within <laughs> 10 <laughs> minutes, the whole, I, 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 I don't want to scratch the throat. Meat might be too tough. But, bro, when I say that whole pizza was gone, I'm like, damn, I was hungry. I ain't ate real food in like two weeks.
0: The man ate gone. a plain cheese pizza. That's how you know that man is struggling. I am not a. I was hungry, bro. As weird as it sounds, that pe- cheese comes on pizza, I'm not a plain cheese pizza eater. You're going to have to give me something. You're going to have to throw something on that thing. I'm not eating a plain cheese pizza.
1: It was bland. I ain't going to lie to you, but it's like I was just happy to have some food in my. He stomach.
0: was just happy to have some pizza. I really
1: was. <laughs> <I don't laughs> you ain't lying. What so y'all what's been, been going on
0: there? with you, Ralph?
1: Um,
2: just been catching catch up on pretty much a bunch of my shows. Um, I was able to finish Rocky. I finished Tucker Avengers. Um, I went to go see the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie. hmm
1: Um. How was it?
2: It was, it was a good origin movie. That said, it was a few things that didn't make sense after watching it. hmm mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want to spoil anything.
0: So you ain't have to spoil it. The, would, the minute, I, the minute you said that it was good, but some things didn't make sense. Just it, it's a JJK movie. I will stand by the series yeah. that was. It was some shit I was watching, and I was like, "What are we doing? What is this? I don't understand." And I was hoping I didn't buy a ticket to the movie. I was gonna wait till it dropped later, or if mm-hmm. I got. Enough feedback that like yo, this movie is dope. I might go a five dollar Tuesday and go see it. But
2: now I don't. I would say I would say if you can, I guess just wait until it
0: come out on on Crunchyroll. But there you have it, folks.
1: So I got a question. So I got another question, Ralph. Based off what Fook put in the chat about people saying it's better than Mugen Train, do you think those are just JJK fans? Like. These are both shonings. Both the movies came out after their season one. These are high, you know, tier um animes right now. Was Mugen Train better? Yeah.
3: Mm. <laughs> hey, look, mm. like I'm gonna say, 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 say
0: this. I'm gonna say this. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. People was coming for Ralph with his um uh, his score from the Batman movie. So, as y'all can see, mm-hmm. my boy Ralph is a hardcore movie critic. And if he said this shit wasn't better than Moogan Train, see? this shit wasn't better than Moogan Train. I haven't seen it yet, so you ain't got to listen to me if you want to. Don't but, listen to me. but my boy Ralph said it's not yeah. better than Moogan Train. But that's what's up. You finished so I mean, movie, you know. Yeah. yeah. How you
1: feel about Baki? Because I love Baki. Baki, Baki's not done, correct? The manga, there's like over 40 volumes of manga for Baki, and not all of it has been adapted. So if they want to make more seasons, they definitely can. That's the only answer I I can. give. I was able to watch
2: Baki and also Baki when he was um, in the jail.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So I'm I'm, I'm thinking they're not done yet, based on him still having to fight his father. So...
1: Yeah, it's on Netflix. I'm pretty sure it's getting some popularity. It might keep going. Oh, yeah.
2: So I'm just waiting
0: on that for the new season of that. I also watched Hunter x Hunter
1: season
0: five. Okay. Never what again. season five? Is that
1: the ant art? Never again. Is that the
2: ant art? Yes.
0: the ant art. Never Yo, again. when I tell yeah, you the man. Chimera ant Never art again. made me want to quit watching Hunter x Hunter. It made me want to quit. Yeah. How do you have three episodes of all them folks running in front of the same staircase from five different angles? How do you do that? <laughs> why would you do Listen, why would bro. you do that?
1: And and they showed the same scene of all of them crossing the corner looking at yes. that red camera and they're like, yes. within But then split second, his whole life flashed before his eyes, going back like to the Like we seeing we see like, flashbacks
0: hey. and all types of shit. I'm like, yo, can we get can we get back to the action, please? Cause they had me in the first half when them ants showed up and was kidnapping folks, killing folks, when they was going yeah. in, when they was first spreading out, I was like, okay, I'm mm. fucking with this. Then it got to the middle when I was like, y'all, come on. Then it got to the weird little part where the octopus, the octopus ant. And I was like, why are we watching a full episode of this octopus? Why?
2: Look, uh, they, my- they lost me where the damn octopus ant was in a human body shooting fleas <laughs> out of a cannon. I was like, what the fuck is this?
1: The best part of the chimera ant arc was legit. When Gone fucked up Pito and when Kill was granddad and his oh, when Kill was granddad yo. and Nedro came in with that dragon meteor shower, those are the most fire scenes in the entire world.
0: Gone yeah. gone. That man powered up so bad, he turned into a grown man. What? He turned into, t- <laughs> he turned into TV static first. Then he turned yes. into a grown man. <laughs> <Yes.
3: laughs>
0: he was TV static <laughs> first. But. Stuff that's been on my radar for the past couple weeks. I did go on a family vacation last week, so I got to see all my fam, chill out at the beach, take a break from the podcast, the school, work, the app. It was it was a very well needed vacation. Um things that happened while I was gone, they dropped a trailer for Miss Marvel. And it looks like it's going to be pretty damn good. The thing that got me about it, and I love this about trailers, they did an an arrangement of blinding lights by the weekend for this trailer. But they made it cinematic. Like, it felt like a superhero show, the way that they did it. And I was like, this is giving me goosebumps. Like, I don't know. I'm going to put this out here about myself. I am a... Marvel DC nerd, but when it comes down to the comic books, I'm more DC than I am Marvel. So I don't know much about Miss Marvel. I plan on doing some research, because from what I've been seeing on Twitter, they, it looks like they're switching up her origin a bit. I need to confirm that. But I can't be like, nah, man, that's her so origin or whatever, because I don't really know much about her. That drop. Other thing that hit my radar? Nice. This motherfucker right here. So, Teen Titans Academy. Oh, I've seen
1: you putting that on your Instagram.
0: Yo, so the thing that got me to buy this right here is that they brought back the OG lineup. If you guys don't take away anything else from me, just know that I am a diehard Teen Titans fan. And seeing the OG lineup minus Kid Flash, Wally West Kid Flash, just, I went straight fangirl. And I was like, I have to get this. And the story so far is pretty goddamn legit. It is okay. So I, I came out of spring break with some with some good shit. Um, and something else. And this is our first topic of the uh, of the podcast. I want to go ahead and jump into this right now. Hogwarts Legacy state of play drop Thursday, March. 17th, March 17th. And it's looking pretty, it's looking pretty damn good. Um, I'm getting it as a Harry Potter fan. Um, I know Ryan, and I don't know if you like RPGs, Ralph, but I know Ryan likes RPGs a lot. And I guess going forward with this discussion, we're just gonna get this from both sides of the spectrum. This is from what we saw. Do we feel like this is going to be a solid game as far as gamers who enjoy RPGs and as far as people who enjoy the Harry Potter fandom? How are we feeling about Hogwarts Legacy? So
1: so it's funny. It's funny because I would say on this game, I'm right in the middle of why I'm buying it. I'm buying it 50% because I just love the Harry Potter universe. Y'all know Team Ravenclaw. That's all I am. And the other 50% for why I'm buying it, because I love RPGs. As a gamer, they got everything covered. They say the story is shape your own story. I don't know if it's going to be like player choice really plays a big part. Solid companion system. Seems like combat may have various ways to go about it. They show like potions and tools and using the plants and stuff. Um, Base building, where you can have your own place with the um, pets and the fantastic beasts and everything. And then, in terms of a Harry Potter fan, we get to see all of Hogwarts. We get to see the common rooms that we did not get to see. We get to see the rooms, according to what they talked about, that they they mentioned in the books, that we never got to see the inside of. It's based in the 1800s, so prior to the Harry Potter universe, because Harry Potter was in the 1900s. So, we get to explore Hogsmeade, we get to explore past the forest, we get to see some of the fantastic beasts that we heard their names but never really got to see. Mm -hmm. so right in the middle it's looking good as a harry potter fan and an rpg fan but the only thing i'm worried about and this is the rpg fan in me talking i hope that even though they want to stay true to the lore and the harry potter universe and make a legitimate game that harry potter fans can enjoy i hope that the rpg elements stick They Mm -hmm. they introduce new characters and they shape your own story i hope the story feels good this isn't Harry, this isn't Dumbledore, this isn't Professor Grindelwald. I mean not Professor Grindelwald. McGonagall, I love her. This ain't none of the characters from the OG series. Is the story compelling? Am I going to care about the characters? Is the combat. If y'all remember they showed the dueling stuff, I'm going to just be honest. At a glance, it didn't look that too exciting. I didn't see counters, I didn't see parries, they did a lot of I didn't spamming. see dodges and all of that. Yeah, it was just spamming like yeah. three abilities. Make them hover, shoot them with fire, slam them down. I hope the combat feels good because if the combat feels good and the story is good and it's already in the Harry Potter universe, you got a 10 out of 10 game. For me, as a Harry Potter fan and an RPG fan.
0: What about you, Ralph?
1: And there's no microtransactions. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, now I'm watching the state of play That's What I've seen so far out of the game. um, I would definitely have to say that I kind of am excited for it, mainly as a as a Harry Potter fan and having played the other previous Harry Potter games that came out on PlayStation um, that actually did involve the actual story and finally getting a chance to have a game to where we can create our own character and pick our own destiny, mm-hmm. in a sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to see how, how, you know, they bring all of the different elements of Hogwarts aside from the story elements that we already know. Pretty much what I was saying. I don't want to see the same characters of, of Snape. I don't want to see McGonagall. I don't want to see anybody that's really just in the original story. Mm-hmm. I want to see brand mm-hmm. new people. I want to see new interactions. You know, give me, give me a nice fresh feel that I can have for myself. Facts. Instead of regurgitating the same things that we've already seen.
0: And I think that's the selling point of Hogwarts Legacy. The fact that it's set in the 1800s is <laughs> this is before Harry Potter. This is before Fantastic Beasts. Like, all of the media that we've seen of Harry Potter content is not non-existent in this game. All the things that you right. guys say you don't want to see, it's impossible to put it in this game unless these witches and witches witches and wizards have a lifespan of like 200 years you're not gonna you're not gonna get that in this game and i think that's the selling point i think what makes this game what is going to make this game so immersive if they do this correctly is that it is a create your own this is a harry potter fans dream right here
1: it really is
0: to show up at hogwarts even though you're not starting from the first year, you're entering as a fifth year student, but you're going through the whole process. Character customization. What what do I want to look like in the Harry Potter universe? You go to the sorting hat. What house do I want to be in? What Ron said, depending on what house you're in, you're going to see common rooms of houses that we have not seen in the movies. Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw. Max. You're going to be able to explore part of the- castles part of the castle that they may have mentioned or shown a tiny bit of in the movies but actually to fully immerse yourself in that what one of the things that they show was the room of requirement which we've seen several times mm-hmm. in the harry potter movies but what does it mean based on how the room of requirement performs what does that mean to show up in the room of requirement for my purposes and not watching it through harry's eyes or draco's eyes you know what I'm saying, but yep. with though, I'm gonna about to counter my statement. I said that this game is basically a Harry Potter fan's dream. There are a couple controversies surrounding Hogwarts Legacy. One is that <coughs> I'm gonna start with the the first one. Is that This is a completely different story outside of Harry Potter, and all three of us are in consensus that we we like that we want that we want something different. What about the fans that want a Harry Potter game and they want to see they want to see Harry, Dumbledore, McGonagall, and all of them? Can the game bring a big enough oomph that that doesn't even matter? That even though we saw nobody. From the previous Harry Potter games, besides the ghosts, they did mention that you're going to be able to see some of the ghosts in the game. Can the this game
1: flip. <laughs>
0: can this yeah. game make a big enough smash, given the fact that no familiar faces other than the ghosts are going to be in this game? That's my first my first controversial topic.
1: See, and that's the thing. I hope they got a nice storyboard storyboard builder on the team because Harry Potter has a lot of lore. There's Mm -hmm. a lot you can play around with. Like, let's not forget there are other schools of magic in the Harry Potter universe. If they wanted to, if they really wanted to just go above and beyond, they wouldn't even have to focus on Hogwarts. That's how big the Harry Potter universe is. Mm -hmm. But if they got a good story builder, if they can make it to where I enjoy the story, even the fans who want to see Harry... Even the fans who want to see Dumbledore, and, McGon- and M- Professor McGonagall, I feel like they can get over that. Cause me personally, I don't want to see Harry Potter story over again. If you're most Harry Potter fans have probably read the books and watched the movies at least three times each. Like, let's just be completely honest. Like, we've seen that story. Even if you showed me Harry as an adult, I don't care about that. Even if you showed me Harry before he got struck by Um Voldemort, eh? That might be interesting, but I know what it leads into. I know how that story ends. I want to be shown a new, immersive, compelling story. And that now I can live through it as my Ravenclaw wizard. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. That's all I want from an RPG perspective and a Harry Potter fan. And I feel like other Harry Potter fans who want to see Harry, if it's a good enough story, I feel like they can get past that.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: So the other thing was... There are Harry Potter fans that are conflicted on whether they want to buy Hogwarts Legacy due to J.K. Rowling's anti-trans statements that have been coming out through well in the previous mm-hmm. years. They are hesitant to buy the game because as you guys know, J.K. Rowling owns the Harry Potter IP. She makes $95 million a year off this IP. So it's kind of like, it's going back to that discussion that we always have when something controversial comes up with anybody who's created something, any artist. Can we separate the art from the artist?
1: Now, being that I'm not in the community that was attacked, however, I also don't like the way that J.K. Rowling did that because let folks live their lives. Why does it? It's not bothering you. At the same time, it's like, I don't know if I'm selfish for still wanting to play Hogwarts Legacy, but I still want to play it. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I don't I don't agree with her views. But let me just be honest that her creation, it brings me joy. I probably work for some people who got views that I would overtly disagree with. I probably interact with people on a daily basis, but because we haven't had conversations that I probably disagree with their views. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, Harry Potter brings me joy. Harry Potter was my childhood. I can tell y'all how I was introduced to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Harry Potter brought me so much levels of happiness. And now that happiness and joy can grow. JK Rowling, you suck. But I'm going to be honest, this project, <laughs> this project, no, I, Harry
0: Potter, What? No, I feel you. It's because of, I guess it's going into that thing. I think we are living in an era where all of our heroes are becoming villains. Like people that we thought were like some good stand up people because of look of what they created. And then they turn around and do something like this. And it's like, dog, like. What Ron was saying, like, I grew up with the Harry Potter stuff. Harry Potter itself means a lot to a lot of people. Harry Potter, the Harry Potter universe is so inclusive to black people, to trans people, to gay people, to all different types of people, ethnicities, races, genders, sexual orientation, that... Something like that coming... Something with J.K. Rowling being trans hits hard. It does. With a fandom that can touch so many people, that the way that she crafted this universe, that we could show up to Hogwarts right now, get sorted into a house, and learn all these spells, and it did not even matter what I looked like, where I came from, and... I I feel them I feel them on that. I feel the the hesitancy and the conflict. But I want to say this. And you can get mad at me if you want to. I think JK Rowling is turning into one of those people who's going to get her money regardless. There is I think at this point and I think in this point in her career there is nothing that you can do to stop her bankroll from the movies to the books. To the fact that Universal, in both theme parks, has set up a wizarding world. The fact that the Fantastic Beasts franchise is going on, and this game on top of it. I feel you guys 100%, but I do not think we're going to be able to stop her from getting her bankroll. But I will say this. One of the biggest reasons why I was down for Hogwarts Legacy is that J.K. Rowling had a very, very, Small part in this game. She Mm -hmm. said that she was supportive of the game's development and entrusted the design and the creation of the games to Warner Brothers games and the developers involved. So this story, these elements, yes, she created the universe, but the story and the gameplay elements that are falling into is straight the developers. And if this game succeeds, if this game comes out 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Then that proves that Harry Potter can exist outside of J.K. Rowling, and and do you and think about the doors that that can open that we may start. We, me, Ryan, Ralph, we've talked about this for years that they could launch a Harry Potter series on HBO Max right now because the world is so big, the lore is so huge, yeah. and I feel like if this game with very little involvement from J.K. Rowling, delivers a good-ass story with those elements. how good
1: that world is.
0: It shows that the world can live without her, and that that could open the doors for other Harry Potter media to come out that she doesn't have to be involved in because think of Star Wars. George Lucas, he may have a part in it, but he's not the sole... Yes, let's do this. No, don't do that for all of the Harry... I'm uh, not Harry Potter. The Star Wars productions that are coming out. And this could be... This could be J.K. route. This could be Harry Potter, the universe itself, to stand alone. If this game succeeds. Exactly. So, I would say... Exactly. I'm a buy. I'm a buy because... I... I'm a Harry Potter fan. I even when I got into Harry Potter, I wasn't really cons- really concerned with what JK Rowling was doing. No, I'm gonna put this out there. I do not support what she's uh her anti-trans statements. Like people who the three main casts of um the Harry Potter movies have openly stated that they do not agree with her. So I mean, yeah. I'm still gonna buy the game because we can't stop her bankroll. But I will say that if we show, possibly, if we show this game much support and it delivers on story and game elements, then this may push Warner Brothers to capitalize on Harry Potter outside of J.K. Rowling's influence.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's like, at the end of the day, like you said in the beginning, she's going to make her money regardless, but people can also Mm -hmm. choose to support what they want to support. But I'm gonna just be real. I still eat Chick Fil A sandwiches.
3: I'm Bruh. still gonna
1: read Harry Potter. Okay. I, why you always gotta I know, I know, bring? Know, I know. listen, I know. Like, listen still to go-
0: me, listen to me. Because I was just gonna say that. Oh, no, what? Why did you go to Chick Fil A just now? I. You okay? I understand. A similar I understand. Yes, I understand why you brought up Chick Fil A. I do. I understand why you brought up Chick Fil A, but it's the fact that you brought up Chick Fil A.
1: Yeah, I mean, because it's also like that. Because that also affects me personally, too. You have to do that. That also affects me personally as a black person. But, you know, it's like, I I completely understand people for not supporting something that doesn't support them. But at the end of the day, do what you're comfortable with. Do what you feel comfortable with and something that you can be proud of at the end of the day.
0: Right. I think the fact, if anything, the fact that she wasn't involved in the production of this game. That, yes, she created the universe, but the story elements, the gameplay, she didn't touch that. And I mm-hmm. I think this could open the door that these stories can tell themselves, that they don't need her in the back writing up a story to match this game. They might, you know, send it to her to get her blessing, like, hey, JK, we wrote something for this game. And she'd be like, oh, okay. But like... She's not sitting in the studio like, yo. I want them to do this instead of do that. Like, nah. Right.
1: Like they ain't all like at a bar right now, getting glasses of beer together or nothing like. Right. She, she ain't that connected to it.
0: Right. So I think I brought. I think the game will make us a stamp. On the fandom, if it comes out to be good, I think the other thing surrounding this controversy is Fantastic Beasts. That because she's been directly involved in Fantastic Beasts, so mm-hmm. I think she's I think she's been an executive producer on all of the Fantastic Beasts movies. So we got two Harry Potter staples coming out this year. I'm still on the fence about. Fantastic Beasts, but I'm getting that game. I said this a long time ago.
1: Look, movie review coming soon. (laughs) Movie review mod next
0: mob review, Fantastic Beasts. Now, this one may not be so hunky dory like the Batman. Um, I do want (laughs) to touch on the DC projects though. Because you mentioned the Batman. When the Batman dropped, like, I wanna say a week or maybe a couple days dc started pushing back all of the movies and i'm see, i'm talking about back to back this is not like tuesday this got pushed back wednesday this got pushed back friday this got pushed back i'm talking about back-to-back notifications that they are switching around the whole lineup and i'm like yo what the fuck is going on flash got pushed back to june 2023 Aquaman got pushed back to March 2023. Shazam 2 got pushed up to December 2022, which is now taking Aquaman's spot. And Black Adam got pushed back to October 2022. They are saying that it's COVID-related issues, COVID-related production delays with visual effects. I call bullshit. I think. This is completely me. You don't have to agree with me if you don't want to. But I think they saw how much traffic the Batman was getting and they looked at these movies and they said, we can't send these out right now right. we cannot put out this Batman movie and then turn around and give them a half ass movie if they considered it a half ass movie. so now they're trying to switch what... they're trying to switch stuff around so they can fix some things. That's my personal opinion. You don't here's, get this here's close the best analogy. What?
1: Here's the best analogy. It's like when we was in senior project in college and one person chose to go, just go above and beyond and do something different. We like, nah, we're going to get A's regardless. We're going to get a decent grader. The teacher going to be hard on us regardless. We know what we're getting out of this. And that one person who went above and beyond with their project got scholarships, <laughs> got an internship offer and went above and beyond. This is what happened. If you see that one student getting all those awards, you're going to sit there and be like, hold on. Seeing project ain't due for another two months? I was going to turn this this MFA in next week? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Back up. Let me go rework this because I want some scholarships too. I want an internship and a job offer too. Yeah. That's what I feel like happened right here. That's what I feel like happened. we are used to people complaining. We are used to people complaining. We are used to hitting a certain level, but we can go above now and we know what set us above? Oh, they finna rework.
0: I think we are too close. I'm looking at... Because Flash was supposed to drop... No. Which one Black Adam was supposed to drop first. It was supposed to drop in July. That slot is now being taken by the DC Super Pets animated movie. I'm not going to see that shit. But... um, (laughs) July. We are four months... We were four months out from the first DCE movie... DCEU movie of 2022. And they pushed that shit back. And you, and I think we're too close in the game for it to be COVID related. For you to say that the pushback is COVID related. I think the coincidences, I think the window is too small for you to say that. Because of how you saw the Batman getting all this traffic, people were going crazy for the Batman. And I said this offline and I'm gonna say this right here the Batman got saved had Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness dropped when it was supposed to the Batman would not be getting all this hype it may have got some hype Mm
3: -hmm. you
0: gonna see you gonna go down your TL and you gonna see 16 tweets about Multiverse of Madness you gonna see that one guy in the middle talking about Batman (laughs) you are the Batman, yeah, right. the Batman got saved by the MCU pushback, and you're not going to tell me otherwise. So, because the Batman is standing alone as the superhero movie of March 2022, and because it got all the traffic it got, that's the only reason I see these pushbacks. You can say it's COVID related, yeah, but I, I call, I call bullshit. And I don't
2: think it is COVID related, though.
0: What you say?
2: I, I definitely I don't think it's COVID related at all. I only so I looked at a report when it actually came out that they were pushing the first movie back to their perspective. Um, it's they did say it was the visual effects, and it's been a backup for like all of their movies. Like Aquaman is heavily in visual effects, the Flash is heavily visual effects. I don't think Shazam is.
0: Shazam has it's to be... Not as much. Shazam it's has not as, to as
2: much as... Not as much as The Flash or Aquaman.
0: Okay. Because I was about that to you say, can't you can't see. make a Shazam movie and it not have visual effects. Like, what are we watching?
2: Sure. But it's not as much as those two other movies.
0: I feel you. So that's
2: probably why they have that ability to push that one up and push the others but
0: back. This is why same I, with Black Adam. I
2: feel like that would be heavily visual effects.
0: Same. But this is why I call... Bullshit. This is another reason why I call bullshit. And this is leading and this is gonna lead into my other question that I had about this topic. They have been working on the flash movie since 2018. Let's pause. Damn. They've been working on That's the flash movie since 2018. <laughs> Let that sink in. Pause again. Pause again. <laughs> but let's take a moment of silence. They've been working Jesus. on the flash 19, 20, movie since 2018. That's five, it's years. five years,
2: sir.
0: It's five years. It's we were supposed to have seen this movie in theaters, seen this movie on HBO Max, streamed this on some other service, bootlegged it a couple times, talked shit about it. Then <laughs> sat back and was like, well, you know, that part wasn't that bad. We were supposed to have been having these conversations about The Flash a long time ago. And they finally thought they had to win up because they showed us a teaser last year for DC Fandom. And everybody thought that the pieces were finally coming together for the Flash movie. And now it's getting pushed back again. That's why I don't feel like it's COVID related. How have you been working on a movie for five years? And then, given that the Flash was not supposed to drop until November, but how have you been working on a movie for five years? And now, when everything... it Because to me, it seemed like everything was lining up. For the DCEU. Yeah. This was supposed to be the year for superhero movies. It was. Marvel was coming and DC was coming with their movies. And now they're doing all of this pushback. And I don't know. I don't I can't right. I can't see it being COVID related. I'm seeing it as they saw this Batman movie take off. Maybe they weren't expecting this Batman movie to take off, but it did. And now they were like, whoa, wait a minute. Let's tweak some shit before we put this out to the masses.
1: Hold yeah. up. Wait a minute. Let me put some pimping in it. They said they remixed it.
0: So my other question coming out of this with the pushbacks is that if my hunch is right and they went back to the drawing board to... Uh, Tweak these movies. I don't like you, Ron. Um, <laughs> if they went back to the drawing board <laughs> to, tweak, to tweak these movies, does this mean that we are going to get some better DCEU movies? I want to hear you guys' answer before Here's I put out thing. mine.
1: As As a gamer who has damn near gotten used to games releasing too early, even in the gaming industry, I now celebrate when a game gets delayed. It used to be a few years back if a game got delayed. Oh, man, I want to see it. I'm so upset. I pre-ordered it. I was going to play it during Christmas break. Nah. When a game get delayed, yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's going to look good. They finna fix the graphics. It should be less bugs. I feel like I'm going to just apply the exact same theory to movies. I'm just going to apply that same theory to movies. If you looked at a movie and said, you know what, let me wait six more months. That's a good sign for me. That's a good sign for me. I'm just going to apply my gaming theory because it's the same mm. for video games.
0: What about you, Ralph? Um, I would have
2: to say how I am happy that they did push it back because to me, it seemed like they were on that track of trying to, complete, trying to compete with Marvel. As far as their style of movie goes. Is trying to connect all of them together.
3: Mm-hmm. So.
2: Them pushing it back. Gives them more opportunities to be like. Hey. Let's try not to do what Marvel does. Try to match them movie per movie. Because. If they was going to try to do that this year. It wasn't going to
0: They was going to lose. I they just... was going to
2: lose. I... Like, that, that was not going to be a great matchup. So I'm just saying that <laughs> like if like I don't even though DC has the top 3 superheroes mhm Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman just cuz y'all have the top 3 don't mean you have to cross those 3
1: together to make one universe mm mm-hmm. mhm mhm Hell, I'm I'm still so, working on a good Green Lantern movie myself.
0: Man, you're gonna have to let right. that go. You know, I'm y'all not. gonna have to y'all gonna have to let that go.
3: <laughs> until <laughs> until they get this shit hope. together.
0: Y'all gonna have to let that go. So my I don't have a definite answer for this. I don't know. I don't fucking know if this means that we're gonna get better DCEU movies. Point in case, I'm gonna go back to this. They've been working on Flash since 2018. How much more tweaking do you need to do with this movie? And then I'm going to put out some other examples of superhero movies. These aren't DC. That went through reshoots, rewrites, redos, whatever. And they came out to be garbage. New Mutants. Dark Phoenix. So I, I don't know. I do not know if this... I, I cannot apply the game theory to this. I can't. I cannot apply the game theory that this pushback is going to come out positive. Because I've seen movies where it did not come out positive. That they did all this work around and all these reshoots and trying to go a different direction. I'm not going to see this movie, but this is going to... if When I do watch this movie, and if it's not good, this is going to be another egg in my basket morbius they have pushed back morbius i'm i want to look this up but i want to say that morbius was originally supposed to be released in 2016
1: 2016
2: that's a long
0: time i
1: wanted that's essentially a whole new movie if that's the damn case Because Portia jogged my memory, even on the other movies. No, 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 no. no. It was supposed to come out in 2020.
0: It was supposed to come out in 2020. My bad. I don't know where I got 2016 from, but this was supposed to come out in 2020, and it's been getting delayed. First, it got delayed to the pandemic, it got delayed again. And then after Spider Man No Way Home came out, they delayed it again. That's another reason why I call bullshit. Because why are you moving Morbius after after the traffic that Spider-Man No Way Home got? You push back Morbius? That's another reason why and, I call and he- push in.
1: And here's the thing with the pushbacks. It also depends on why. Like if there's a pushback and you're telling me the director or the writer or the producer started disagreeing on something or somebody got sick or somebody just didn't like what they they made, then I'm going to be a little scared. Then I'm going to be a little scared. But if you're telling me, like, right now we're just assuming the pushback is because they want to go f- polish their movies some more, tweak some things to make sure it's as good as the Batman. That's, if we're going off that theory, that's when I'm not mad at the pushback. That's when I'm, I'm almost celebrating the pushback. But in some cases, yeah, if you're telling me, oh, these actors did this, someone ain't like this, someone passed away, and stuff like that, that's when I'm scared. That's what I'm worried about a pushback because then it's something that they couldn't control that caused them to basically, I don't want to say panic, but they were forced to adjust versus they chose to adjust and adapt willingly. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like Black yeah. Panther 2, Black Panther 2, they probably already had a pre- pre-written story for it. But with the death of um, the former Black Panther actor, I'm sorry for not saying Chadwick Boseman, they had to adjust. That's why I'm worried about Wakanda forever. Because I'm pretty sure they plan to have him, at least in the next couple of movies. That's when I'm worried. But in yeah. terms of these DC movies, they ain't said nothing about no directors or producers getting upset about something. They ain't said nothing about a change of actors and writers or nothing of that nature. That's when I'm not too mad about a pushback. I'm almost celebrating it.
0: I don't know, man. I've been let down by these DCEU movies for a very <laughs> long time. And I they have had their silver linings. I don't. I don't know. I'm especially concerned for Flash because the rumor has been circulating that the Flash is supposed to be erating, erasing, the Snyderverse. So the Snyderverse is Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice League. When Flash is basically about to do a Flashpoint thing, if you guys don't know. What Flashpoint is, is when Flash makes the decision to go back and save his mother from dying and he just rewrites the whole universe. So he's going to go and do that and everybody's going to split off into their own universe. That's the rumor that everybody's going to split off to their own universe. They are going to live with the knowledge that they have teamed up before that they know that every one of them exists but they're not going to coexist on the same universal plane. So that's okay. another reason why I'm concerned that. with, I'm that's another reason why I'm concerned with the pushback with the flash and them switching around Shazam cuz now it's like is Shazam falling into that flashpoint thing or is this the last movie that happens before they start flipping stuff around. You see what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I could see that
1: definitely. Well, I guess we'll see.
0: I guess we'll Ah. have to see. So Black Adam is gonna. Mm -hmm. Black Adam is still gonna be the first DC EU movie of twenty twenty two. It just drops in October now instead of July. So we'll see what they coming with. We'll see. I want to move on to. Since we're talking about films and stuff, I want to talk about Netflix. I want to get back to our our streaming service business, which we've been following for a long time now. I just want to put this out here, Ron: is that the boys are coming for you. They coming for you. The boys are coming for you. Netflix put out a statement that they are testing fees for subscribers who are sharing their passwords outside Mm. of their household. I did some further research into this, into why and where they're testing this. Netflix said that people who are sharing passwords are impacting their ability to invest in great new TV and films for their members. They're currently they're about to start testing this outside household fee in Chile, Costa Rica, in Peru, and I looked at the stats. I couldn't find Peru's stats, but two of those countries have the lowest amount of Netflix subscribers globally, <laughs> compared to the United States, 67 million. Chile has 946,000, Costa Rica has 298,000. So that's where they're going to start, then they're, they're going to be testing them with different price points. And I guess they want to see how this goes out. And business-wise, I'm going to give it to Netflix. Because had they pulled that out the gate for the 67 million subscribers in the United States, that jump was not going to slide. That was <laughs> not listen, going listen, to slide. Listen, <laughs> listen,
1: listen, two things, two things. Netflix, don't be out your lying because you were dying company. number two. They said they was going to do this same shit some years back, didn't they? Didn't they already say this before? So what they did, did. so what
0: they were doing a couple years ago is that they were sending notifications to certain people that was like we see that your account is being used outside of your household and you had to verify you had to verify your account information through like a text message or something like that. So they've tried something before. Listen. But it wasn't monetary. Listen. This is monetary.
1: Listen, bro. Listen, bro. I'ma put I'ma put some of my family business out there, but it's because they don't watch this. My <laughs> aunt, aunt still uses my cousin's ex boyfriend's Netflix from like 10 years ago. You think she gonna stop? No. Ain't nobody but, else complaining about password sharing. But, Disney Plus. HBO Max, ain't none of them complaining about password sharing. But listen to the statement.
0: But listen to the statement of why they said they're doing it. It's impacting our ability to invest in great new TV and films for our members. They are basically saying that we are not getting enough money to put out content.
3: They're broke. (laughs) (laughs) We already
0: knew that Netflix was in debt. We knew it. Yeah,
1: we invested. Remember remember when they invested billions of dollars to make the series that they got now, like Arcane and everything else? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's let's talk about it. Let's woosah.
0: Not woosah. (laughs) Amazon acquired
1: MGM. Amazon acquired MGM Studios and has been put on the radar for some of their series, especially like Invincible and Vox Machina. HBO Max is merging with Discovery Plus and now they're expanding their lineups. Crunchyroll and Funimation just merged. And now they got all of the anime. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus got Hulu. We already talked about the acquisition wars, bro. Netflix is going to become the next blockbuster. I... Other folks are doing better with them because they're the only ones complaining about password sharing. You want to know why? Because Netflix used to survive off of content that was not theirs. Yep. They tried to switch do the switcheroo and start making their own content. However, that's hard. Because there's a lot of fan slash customer loyalty to a lot of pre existing content that Disney Plus owns, yeah, and that HBO Max owns, yeah. A yeah. lot of people love right. FX, Family Guy, American Dad, and Simpsons. That ain't Talk never about it. A lot of people love to, a lot of people love the Disney Princesses and Marvel. That ain't never stopping. A lot of people love Cartoon Network and the movies that come out by Cinemax in the Talk AMC theaters, and H- and that ain't never stopping. The thing about Netflix, and I guess what a lot of people love anime. And it's now only on one platform: Crunchyroll and Funimation. Go check, who and look at them expiration dates on your favorite animes. There's gonna be a purge. I'm sorry, Netflix. I'm sorry to the people who invest in stocks and they invest in Netflix. It's time to sell. Netflix Yo, is just dying.
0: Netflix, just dying. It's, <laughs> it's not even that. I think Netflix was starting to get a bad rap. Let's just talk about we. I'm gonna put out. I'm gonna put out this that Netflix has been doing since they started putting out their originals. Mm-hmm. They get a show and they turn around and cancel it. It's shows mm-hmm. I've seen shows that people were heavily invested in and they come back and it's there's no more seasons. Netflix has pulled the trigger on it. So you've lost the audience. Let's talk about the first thing they did when 2022 hit. They raised subscription prices. What used to be $18 for a premium Netflix subscription is now 20 Bones. Let's do a comparison. The highest plan on Disney Plus is $20. You know what that gets you? Disney Plus, Hulu, Hulu and and ESPN Plus for $20 versus Netflix. You want me to pay for this one? You want me to give you $20 for this one service? HBO Max. Is not even $20. And look at all the... They're getting movies. They're getting movies on the same day that they drop in the theaters. And people are not paying $20 for the service.
1: And HBO Max is free when you get an at and U-verse internet subscription. Hello? Yeah. Come on, bro.
0: <laughs> Too many avenues. And, and you raise you get prices a Amazon-
1: when everybody is still broke.
0: Come on. Amazon Prime. If you get an Amazon Prime... Account, an Amazon account, and you start paying for Prime. Prime Video comes with that. You can either get it separate, or you can get it with the with the Prime account.
1: Correct. Let's plus talk. the music, plus cloud storage, and everything else. Amazon Prime pays for it I think.
0: I think where Netflix is failing because let's let's talk about the trend that we're bringing up. All of these different avenues that you can get to these other sh- streaming services, rather than going to them directly. I think what Amazon is losing on is that some type of partnership that if you do this, then you get this Netflix subscription. Or if you do this, you get something else that comes with Netflix. They are missing They're missing out on it. They are missing out. Even wasn't Verizon doing a thing that if you were a first-time Verizon co- co- uh, customer that gave you like Disney Plus for 12 months free?
1: Yeah, that's how I had Disney Plus. You got it for a full year and it wasn't even if you was a first time customer. All customers. You just got an email. Hey, you with Verizon. Guess what? You qualify for Disney Plus for free for a whole year. Here you go.
0: Apple was yeah. doing that. So they're not I wouldn't put them up with HBO Max and Hulu and all of them, but Apple TV, if you are a they were doing a thing. That if you bought an iPhone, like the newest iPhone or something like that, they gave you a year of Apple TV free. hmm uh-huh. I think what's failing for Netflix is that they're not finding those avenues. I think convenience. Because people are going to pay for streaming service. We talked about this. Nobody's watching cable anymore. And it's all about right. picking the correct streaming services. What what is going to make Netflix the correct streaming service for 2022? Raising subscription prices is not going to do it. You charging <laughs> you charging people because they're sharing their passwords outside of their households is not going to do it. I feel the reason why they're doing it because they're not getting the income. If I had a premium if I had a premium Netflix subscription and I shared it with you too, They just lucked out on $40 because we're we're sharing the password. I, I feel them. I understand why they're doing it. But what is if you start charging people for sharing their passwords outside of the household, what are you giving back to them? If somebody sat down and said, okay, I'll pay this $25. Say they upped it up to $25. I'll pay this $25 to keep watching Netflix, because I'm a loyal Netflix customer. I know if I get on Netflix, I could at least find one thing to watch for the night. What are you going to do to keep them paying that $25? You see what I'm saying? And if it gets to the point where so many people decide to pay the $25, that they have enough money to start putting out some bomb ass content then there it goes but that's like something you have to wait for like two or three years to see that's not something that's not gonna happen that's overnight
1: th- so right. and that's the thing bro like even even we did our questionnaire about the top streaming service if we ask people what would be their top streaming service like if netflix just went on a purge and said delete y'all net y'all gotta go pay for netflix now how many of those people are even willing to pay for it? Like, yeah, a lot of people probably got it on their TV, they ain't paying for it. I ain't paying for it. Netflix purge me if you want to, but I'm just be real. Actually, it was the last time I watched something on Netflix. Don't talk about it. I'm gonna get on Crunchyroll after this. I'm gonna get on Crunchyroll right after this recording and go watch Attack on Titan. Period. Let's just keep it a buck 50 let's just keep it a buck fifty. Like, like how many people, even them. if y'all kick people off. At the very least, if more people have access, when a good movie or a good show comes out that goes viral and we all talking about, it, I think I've seen a good amount of people talk about the Tinder swindler. Unless mm-hmm. a good amount of enough people are going to start talking about it, if anything, that's it's going to
0: bring out some traction. But I'm gonna touch on that. It's mm-hmm. the hot. It's that hot. That one hot mm-hmm. thing that brings everybody back to Netflix, and that's not even a good marketing strategy because. Why am I gonna pay for a full Netflix subscription when I only want to watch this one thing that everybody has been talking about on Twitter?
1: Exactly. Girl,
0: give me your password so and I can watch I... this
1: right quick. And, <laughs> and what are y'all buying? Like y'all, y'all invested in y'all Netflix Studios, but let's just be real. What are y'all acquiring at this moment? Like I said, Amazon just bought MGM Studios, if I remember correctly, that's the one with the gold arch with the line in the middle. I think yeah. they made Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I remember a lot of my old school century, all of my old school series, like they were the production company behind a lot of series and movies like Amazon is growing their prime and they are still doing a whole lot of other stuff. Let's talk about it. HBO Max just got Discovery Plus that comes with a lot of different stuff. My mama can now watch her lifetime soap operas now on HBO Max. The same platform,
0: I can watch my cartoons and movies that just dropped in theaters. I think Netflix is just Let's taking just keep hits. Keep it a buck fifty. I think Netflix is just taking they hits are. all around. I think the biggest hit, and this is, I found this funny, but this is this is Falcon Punch. Falcon, this is Falcon Kick right here. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> Disney, <laughs> Disney finally snatched the mature Marvel, um, content off of netflix and threw it on disney plus they have up their parental controls like last night i had to log i had to re-log in and do all this other type stuff just to say i want to allow TVMA content on my disney plus they are come yeah there there's a Peers lot of that. there's a lot of impl- implications of what that means for disney plus to start allowing TVMA content on the streaming service The funny thing I want to talk about is that when you watch the shows they used to have, like, in the credits that this was, like, a Netflix production, Disney has snatched that off. If you didn't know that these shows existed on Netflix, you will never know. It's a wrap. You will never know. You will never know. (laughs) I know something you don't
1: (laughs) And here's the thing. We're not rooting for Netflix failure because competition boosts the economy and competition is good for the consumer. But let's just be honest.
0: I just want to see what they're going to do. a
1: war and it is multiple sides at this point.
0: I just want to see what they're going to do. If they come out of this test and they get the results that this might work in the US, I want to see how that's going to turn out. I want to see how many people are going to drop Netflix. And it or how many people are going to stay? I think that they're going to lose a lot more watches than they're expecting, and if they're prepared for that, then sure. But I hope they have a plan. I feel like they might
1: go. They might lose subscribers.
0: That's what I'm saying. I'm subscribers and watchers because let's talk about the password sharing. If I'm sharing my Netflix password with y'all two, and I stop subscribing, they just lost three people. They lost one subscriber, but they lost three watchers. That's Mm -hmm. why I'm saying they're about, if people are not sliding with this, they're about to lose a lot of watchers. And if they are prepared for that, then Beyblade. But if they're not, then I don't know. I don't know. This It was really interesting to see that for them to actually start cracking down on people sharing passwords. They said it's in the terms and conditions. But let's be real, y'all. Nobody reads the terms and conditions. Y'all didn't read the terms and conditions. Because how y'all let this go on for so long?
1: <laughs> you, know, you know what's the most irritating thing? When you read the terms and conditions and they make you scroll before you say accept? I just rush through that thing. I say... <clears throat> Except yeah, why y'all add, add that level it. of difficulty into my life?
2: Like
0: right. so I
1: ain't got time to be doing all that. I'm still not gonna read. I here. think
0: if they would have took the password sharing serious from the jump, I don't think this would be an issue. I think this would just be this this would just right. be common Netflix behavior because you guys have been doing that for the jump. But because you guys have not been mm-hmm. cracking down on password sharing. At this point you have it's it's too many it's too many people to control. Also, you let it get built up to where you are competing against multiple streaming services. It's not like back in the day where it was just Netflix versus <laughs> Hulu. It's not like that anymore. I don't want my Netflix subscription? Fine. I'm going to go to HBO Max. I'm going to go to Hulu. I'm going to go to Disney I have other avenues. What why do I need Netflix? that's the question that's the million dollar that is the million dollar question of this conversation why do we need netflix
1: to be honest they just need to grow as a company i ain't trying to go into like all the business analytics and all that but netflix as a company has not evolved much like in a while Mm -hmm. like when we talk about what these other companies are doing like hbo max does a lot of productions and everything else and they got other investments amazon Amazon Prime is one of the most minuscule parts of their um of their setup and their income. So
0: small, that's they don't chump, even promote that jump for real.
1: Right. Amazon Prime is chump change. They don't even promote their series unless you're on Amazon Prime video watching another series. They mm-hmm.
0: don't
1: care. And then Disney Plus, let's just be real. Come on now. We Disney can't even talk about white.
0: Disney. We can't even talk about Disney because it's, it's the same thing that Disney Plus is... Maybe the smallest percentage of the revenue that they're getting.
1: And they just added Hulu and ESPN for fun. Because they could. they could. could. We bought it because we could. Exactly. Wasn't nobody else using it for nothing. That's what they said. I feel you on that.
0: I feel you on that. Come on now. Let's talk money. Let's talk.
1: Netflix need to evolve as a company.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) while, speaking of companies that are dying cuz Netflix is not the only one. So these are for all the sneakerheads out here. I know we don't do sneaker talk a lot. We haven't well, we haven't done sneaker talk at all since we came back for the 22 uh 2022 season, but I I have to jump on this one. Nike is pulling their products out of Foot Locker. And I want to say I mm. wasn't surprised that this happened because Nike has been pulling out their products from other third party retailers. JCPenney. I saw NSW. Or not NSW. Uh whatever that, that shoe store. That shoe store is. Was it is it DSW? Yeah, wanna
2: say it's DSW.
0: But they've been they've been pulling their shoes out. I, I guess
2: want
0: the to just to prevent me from listing out stores that I think I saw on the list of where Nike pulled out their products. And before y'all go into the store and see some Nike products and come after me, they've been pulling their stuff out. (laughs) And what hit headlines a couple weeks ago is that they pull Nike out of Foot Locker. Because Nike wants to focus on direct-to-consumer efforts. So it's going to get to a point to where you can only get Nike clothing socks shoes from Nike you're gonna go have you're going to have to go straight to the source for foot locker specifically this might be a wrap for them for 2021 70 percent of foot locker sales came from Nike products
1: there we go 70 percent there we go
0: but let but so 30% of their sales came from the other five brands that they have in there. Puma, Adidas, um New Balance. New Balance. Um, there's another Under one. What would you say? Under Under Armour. Under Armour. Under Armour. And um and Vans. But like sales Vans. I
1: think Vans cuz Converse. Is- I would assume Vans. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think they do sell
1: Vans. Yeah, Converse is owned by Nike, so you can't you can't you can't include them no more. I don't. Yeah. If they
0: got Vans and Foot Locker, then I was gonna say Reebok. I've... My last my last one was Reebok. Oh
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. You you threw me off but, with Vans, but I was thinking Reebok. So you just mean to tell me the other thirty percent of their sales came from these other five brands? It's a wrap for Foot Locker. It's a wrap. If these other brands, especially if these other brands catch on to the trend that direct to consumer is about to be the new avenue, that they just decide that they don't want to go through these third-party resellers, that they want people to come straight to the source. It's a wrap for Foot Locker. And it's not just going to be a wrap for Foot Locker, it's going to be a wrap for champs. It's going to be a wrap for Finish Line. It's it's about to, hey. I think the only third party yeah. retailers that will live through this direct to consumer is GOAT, StockX, and what's the other app? Sneakers.
1: And that's yeah. and that well Sneakers is the Nike app, but the thing is Okay. Sneakers is owned by Nike, but the thing with StockX and GOAT, that's basically consumer to consumer. That's just a resale market. That yeah. ain't got nothing to do with this. Yeah, with the direct to consumer um, methodology, let's just be real. A lot of companies could do it, but you got to build an infrastructure. Nike has built the infrastructure mm-hmm. with the Nike out with their Nike factories and all of these outlet malls, with the Nike app where you can buy all of your Nike products, and then the sneaker app for where you can get the um, latest drops for like their Jordan brand. The thing is, what is the point? What is the purpose in me saying let me give it this to you so people can go in stores and get my shoe when people ain't even doing that in the first place anymore not just covid yeah. people stopped lining up outside of Foot Locker for sneakers a f- years before covid yeah. I think the, the online
0: 50. the online shopping business really got people to stop going to the malls in the shoe stores I think the only for me the only reason I would step into a shoe store if I know for sure they're going to have this shoe and I need it immediately. Like I can't wait the shipping days for it to yeah. show up. I'm gonna go into the mall right quick, buy me a quick pair of whatever I was looking for. I know they're gonna cost this much, and I can walk out the store in in hand. But online shopping took that away. That if I can order this junk and y'all ship it from the store, Thank they you. even have ship to store. Even if I did go in the store. I don't have to be in the store for longer than 10 and 15 minutes. I just show up and get my package and walk it'll out. It'll
1: check if it's... Look, right. Portia, it'll tell you if it's in stock at the store. So right. So you can just say, ooh, I want it. Let me buy it now. I'll just go pick it up there. You ain't even got to ship it to me. Right.
0: Come right. On, I think Foot Locker found its shine. One, when there wasn't online shopping. And two, like for younger generation... And I'm about to unlock a memory when your mamas used to take y'all to Foot Locker and made y'all put y'all foot in that metal thing to see what y'all shoe Did size was. To see what <laughs> y'all shoe size was before you bought your shoe. Now that that's right. legit. You have to walk in the store and do that. You can't online shop and guess that my foot may be nine and a half, and then you wait a week for your shoes to show up and you can't fit them. Online shopping doesn't let, have that but luxury. But, it,
1: but let's just be real. Here's the convince Amazon. That shoe measure, you can probably find it on Amazon for five dollars. Yep. Like they're not like the middleman companies, like you know, if you pay attention to business, they've been talked about the death of department stores and malls. Mm-hmm. But this right here, it just shines a light on it. Cause Adidas could do the same thing. Adidas, Adidas got their stores and the outlets. Yep. They they got their confirmed app for where you can get your Yeezys for the sneakerheads. A lot of stores can get away with this. Like Nike's, known. Nike don't gotta advertise. Mm-hmm. No, I don't even think I've seen a Nike commercial for Jordans. I I can't remember the last time I seen a Jordans commercial because you can get on Instagram, Complex Sneaker Drop Kicks Finder, and everything else will advertise for them. Yep. Nike don't even mm-hmm. gotta invest in marketing at this point, so it's like, why waste money on another company to ship my shoes? When I can ship them personally, I can get rid of the bots on the sneaker app. Once I'm the only one selling my shoes, yeah, I can monitor the quality of my product and the way that it's marketing because it's a direct to consumer relationship, and the consumer can talk to me and say, "Hey, we like and dislike this." Eliminating the hops. Yeah, it's 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 making it convenient, and I love talking business. I don't want to see businesses fail because it's not good for the economy. But I'm just be honest, the middleman. In a lot of these situations, Foot Locker in this situation,
3: mm-hmm. they're missing
1: out. They're just extra money at this point and you can save that. The money yeah. they're going to save from Foot Locker can make more, more
0: Jordans. Or do I something else. What was you about to say, Ralph?
2: Like, I would say, if anything, Foot Locker, Finish Line, Champs, all those kind of stores, they're probably going to just turn into resale stores. If all the brands mm. start just pulling out their products, yeah. they're probably just going to go into that resale game of, okay, so since y'all are going to pull your stuff off, we're just going to buy it from you at both and then resell
0: it. So I only feel like... That, I can see that happening. I can see that happening, but the only way I can see it working, I just I can't see it being a commercial business such as Foot Locker. Because there are... Um, self-owned stores that do that. There are resale stores that they buy, they buy shoes and they resell them in the store. But I just don't... I can't see that working for Foot Locker because Foot Locker is so commercial. Like... And
1: they would have to rebrand as well. They would have to invest a lot into rebranding.
0: Well, not even rebranding, but just like, think about it. Like, what... A new shoe drops. Just say, some Jordans dropped today. How many Footlockers are going to buy? Are going? What? What's? What's the process of buying all of these shoes and then reselling them in the Footlocker? Do y'all? You see what I'm getting at? It's it's the issue that we have with the bots and the resellers now. Like we see in pictures of a Jordans that dropped and the guy got like twelve pairs of shoes in his house. Y- y'all want to turn that into commercial? I can see and, them and doing the what I can see them doing that, but I'm concerned on how they would make that work.
1: And here's the thing. That guy who got 20 pairs of Jordans, why would he sell his Jordans to Foot Locker? Unless Foot Locker mm-hmm. is gonna match the Stock X and GOAT fees, why would he sell his shoes to Foot Locker when he already can sell directly out his house?
0: Now that's what I can see.
1: Stock X. It- I was going to say two Stockx and goat half their money is spent on verification. Their mm-hmm. money is spent on training employees to verify the fakes from the real shoes. So footlocker would have to have, spend even more money just to train people to even do that. That's True. a lot. They'll go in debt doing that.
0: Now that's the only way I see that working that Foot Locker just stops becoming. This is how I see it. This is my, this is my idea. I pulled this straight out of my ass Full warning, there is no business plan. I did not flesh this out. I can see it as Foot Locker taking GOAT and StockX to the next level that the store is just the pickup point. That I'm going on the Foot Locker out and I bought a shoe that this guy was selling consumer to consumer. You still get your two options. Do you want us to send it to this Foot Locker in your area so it can get verified that this is the real shoe? Sure. Then they send it to Foot Locker. Or do you just want to get it shipped straight to your house? And I can do that too. Now, if they that I think would take a different level to the game. Because you take you take out the shipping. You take out that secondary shipping. You got goat. If I want it. If I bought some shoes from GOAT and I wanted to get it shipped, I have to wait for them to get shipped to the verifier. I have to wait for them to verify it. And then I have to wait for it to ship to me. If Foot Locker wanted to be like, let's keep these hubs. You bought this shoe, we'll send it to the nearest Foot Locker in your area. We have verifiers on hand that when they get their shoe, they'll verify for you. They'll send you an email. They'll call you up. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ralph. We have your shoe. It's been verified. We sent you an email to let you know it's in good condition. You got seven days to come pick it up.
1: Well, well in that situation, here's what it becomes. Foot Locker wouldn't become an independent store at that point. Stock X or Gold would end up buying them and acquiring them and using them in that scenario. But in terms of making a business deal and saying we give you portions of the money, Foot Locker just becomes another middleman for them when they already got their own factories for verification and shipping. Like if that's it true. could shorten the shipping dates, that would be beneficial because StockX and Go, on average, when I get shoes off of them, it do take like a three weeks.
0: That's what to I'm ship saying.
1: Verify and then ship back to me. And
0: that's what I'm saying. The yeah. benefit would if be it if it lowers the shipping that after. Mm-hmm. You, after I bought this shoe from Ralph, Ralph shipped it to my nearest Foot Locker. They take a day to sort through and verify, and I can go pick it up the next day. At the max, that might have been five to seven days.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like, they could, but the only way I see that working is if StockX or GOAT actually acquires Foot Locker, not them making a deal with them. And then StockX and GOAT, that's if they even want to polish that experience. They might say, hell, we doing great already. Yeah. Because StockX and GOAT didn't change the resale game. eBay is trying to catch up to them now. Yeah. eBay.
3: Mm
0: -mm. I mean, it's different avenues. I think if they did become resale, I think having the hubs would be one way to just put them outside of the game. Yeah. You know? And then, it mm. and then it might just turn into business ventures that Foot Locker is partnering with StockX or GOAT that you can get your shoes shipped to this hub for verification. You can get your shoes the next day and you don't have to wait the three-week period that you usually do.
2: So. Right.
0: We'll okay see. For, well, growing. We,
3: we love you. <laughs>
0: We love Foot Locker, <laughs> but the game, the game is changing. So our last topic, and speaking of games changing, let's talk about Amazon's Just Walk Out technology. So it came out that mm-hmm. Amazon is going to be implementing their just walk out technology at a Whole Foods store in DC. But this is not their first implementation of the software. For anybody who flies. The Hudson, what is the Hudson non-stop airport store, the one that sells like the general snacks, the magazines, um medicine, all that good stuff. You see them everywhere. There are a couple of those Hudson stores that use the just walk out technology. So this is how it works. It's kind of like the turnstile business. Like, you know, when you go to the car wash and it scans your thing and then it lets the little gate up and then you walk in. You have to have a credit card to get into that, John. I'm just going to put that out there first. Before you even step inside the the store or the app or, you know, your little Apple Pay or whatever. But you have to have some type of payment. Let me put it like that. You have to have some Mm -hmm. type of payment, digital payment. Can't have $20 in your pocket, Big G. You have to have some type of digital payment before you even step into the store. So after they let you in, which... My assumption is some type of verification that this is a legit debit card. This is a legit payment app. You are giving me something legit. Then they let you in the store. They have motion sensors, all types of technology, all in the store that they can detect when you're picking something up off the shelf, putting something back down, putting something in your bag, putting something in your pocket. And when you're done, When you walk out, they charge you for everything that they saw you picking up. Sounds convenient. The funniest thing I got out of this is that y'all are not going to be able to steal no more. Y'all are not going to be able to steal no more.
1: I'll see it, somebody does, try it, now. The way that Walmart ain't got chips and like candy bar, like those little metal chips inside their candy bars and shit. It's only in their tech. Now you getting charged for every Snicker bar you sneak in your bag. So
0: my thing <laughs> about Walmart. So my thing about the technology and with big stores like Walmart, I Walmart's gonna have to spend some bank. So for smaller stores yeah. that don't have all of that square feet, it's easy. Let's put spend a couple grand on these motion sensors. We have a small store. We got like three aisles. So airport, Mm -hmm. the fact that the technology is being used in stores in the airport made a lot of sense. Or if you want to think of smaller retail stores, like when they had the Best Buy Expresses going around, I could see that technology being used in there. I remember those. So I can see it working very well in that. But how beefed up? Think of how beefed up a Walmart would have to be for this technology to work.
1: You you want to know what's interesting? Because there are a few nuances. One, a few things that question me for the people who say their car gets rejected is like a light going to beep red and an employee has to stop them and say "Come on back." And two, if you introduce it in a grocery stores where you're buying onions, bananas, apples, and it's based on the pound, mm-hmm. how would Kroger, Rouse, Food for Less be able to integrate this into their stores? And that's what Those I'm saying. Those are the two questions I got. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm
0: saying. like Grocery stores on that caliber, because like picking up a bag of chips, okay, girl, we know that a bag of chips going to cost you $1.50. A bottle of water going to cost you one eighty $2, depending on what kind of water you bought. Like, Things that have set prices, easy. What you just brought up, that's where it gets a bit more complicated. I think it would work for smaller retailers. Now, this Whole Foods, so the fact that they're putting it in a Whole Foods just makes me agree with your point even more, Ron, because Whole Foods is the same thing. Like, it's certain stuff that you can pick up off the shelf and it has a set price. But what you know, if you ever go into Whole Foods, they have like dispensaries where you can get like peanuts and candy and stuff like that. Yeah, and a yeah. and a using how just walk out technology. Come? How does how does that work? How does that work? And the other thing That's, with the Walmart, one of the nuances that I had is that if you're throwing a bunch of stuff in the buggy, like. I guess maybe if they're tracking that they see you pulling the stuff off the shelves, but how are you keeping up? I guess with the technology, how are you keeping up with all of that? I
2: would assume that the buggies themselves have sensors for when you cross that plane on top of the buggy and putting things in.
0: So you think they may have I was something? I thinking of, that. So you're thinking that they may have yeah, something that I when you walk that. down an aisle... The technology picks up that you're in this aisle. It's this general set of stuff that's up and down here.
2: I would say no and yes. I would say no because the cameras themselves inside of the grocery store will pick up what aisle you're on. Mm -hmm. And also the buckets itself should have a sensor, like a plane sensor to where you drop something in. It's going to detect you put one thing in your
1: bucket. So
2: you're saying the buggy at like, a okay. level of
1: redundancy, essentially. Yes.
2: Okay. So that's how I feel like it will all intertwine, because you use the cameras, and you're also using sensors from the buggy itself.
1: So here's where it becomes an issue. Stores like Sam's and Costco, where people are prone to overpacking their buggies. You even see people overpack their buggies at Walmart for the ones who buy their groceries in bulk. It's like, there's a few nuances in it, and I want to see what they set up as a correctionary measure, because I was thinking like you, that there got to be some type of sensors. I'm assuming like basically when you walk past the when you walk out the door, what used to be a metal detector is now sent, able to sense damn near the barcodes of every product you got. And then and that quick um the scan, it just go gets charged to the car that is also in the same relative area as those as that basket and a group of barcodes. But at the same time, fruits and veggies becomes an issue. Overpacking your buggy becomes an issue. And I don't know, it's interesting. Like, I would love to see how it works. Like, I want to walk in one of these stores and see how they do it. Because I'm pretty sure they're going to implement it in all their Whole Foods first. Yeah. Yeah. And then after they prove that it can work, that's when Walmart and Target, because they're probably going to, what, give them some marketing tool about you can save you make back your money that when people are stealing now you can prevent. I'm pretty sure that's what Walmart or they and might, will say. Or they might let's invest a few million in this.
0: They might start small if they if they start to implement inside of Walmart and Target. They might start off small. Something I thought of and is like that Arkansas Walmart in the
1: headquarters or something. Yeah. No,
0: I was just gonna say that Walmart is now doing these things that when you walk inside of Walmart, they have a grab and go section. Where you can, they sell a certain amount of, mm-hmm. it's basically like a convenience store at the front of the Walmart. And if you wanted to just grab you a drink or a sandwich or some chips or something, you would do it in that area and you wouldn't have to walk throughout the whole store. Now, if they wanted to take these Walmart grab and goes and like do it like that, like separate it from the Walmart store, then you could walk inside the Walmart grab-and-go. It has just walk-out technology you get what you need and you walk out and maybe they see how well that goes. Why they think of a plan of how are they going to expand that throughout the rest of the store?
1: Sure. sure. And I wonder when people overcharge their cards, cause you know, in some scenarios, like for me, for example, I have my bank card set up to where I don't, it don't go into overdraft. The only way it can go into overdraft draft is for pre, um, Pre-approved purchases like an Amazon subscription or Netflix subscription. But if I'm in Walmart and I ain't got the money and I scan my card, the lady's gonna whisper in my ear, "Oh, sir, so your card got rejected." So for people <laughs> like that, I wonder how it's <laughs> gonna go, or does it get registered as a pre-approved purchase, or are they gonna say go into your second card, or is like the machine gonna glow red and that's when the well, employee so other... gotta go stop the person?
0: So the other thing about the technology is that. Like you have the gate that lets you in the store, you also have the gate that lets you out the store. I can oh, see. Oh, so it. it's
1: going to be integrated with that.
0: My assumption is, is that you don't have the money. Why am I letting you out the store? You see. Right. I, it, it has to be a quick turnaround, though. Like, mm-hmm. you can't wait. You can't, like, now you want to charge my card. I'm already at the store. And now you just found out that I have no money but I already got what I walked out with It's gonna have to be something that as soon as I walk towards the gate or something like that you you don't let me out I ain't got no money then an associate walks over because what the other thing that they're trying to do with the just walk out technology they're trying to remove the name cashier. And that who used to people who used to be cashiers would now be called sales associates. Which some cashiers are already called mm-hmm. sales associates anyway, just not be called a cashier. But this would actually be what that is. Like I'm not taking your money. Or nothing like that, but they will walk over and be like, "Oh, he won't let me out the gate." Well, yeah, girl, your card got declined. Let me check my let me check my iPad, yeah, girl. <laughs> it, it said it said your card declined. You gonna have to you gonna have to put some back. Right. But I think the technology mm. is cool. I don't know if this is supposed to be a full size Whole Foods or if this is gonna be a smaller version of Whole Foods, but I really only see this working for small retailers. At the moment. moment. At the moment.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, If this is where we're going, because another thing that this does, this takes away, Um, this goes full digital. We are not going to be walking around with cash money anymore. If this is what, retailers are turning to that not going to be able to we already
1: you know. don't do that
3: <laughs>
0: but the option is still there you have mm-hmm. majority of the population that don't do that that they are fine with Apple paying swiping their card, tapping their card sticking up the chips, swipe, whatever but you still have people that pay in cash in certain situations Just this just mm-hmm. walk out technology removes it it's done why do you have cash in your pocket
1: through the adjustment phase if anything like say if this does get like really big really quickly you might start off for the first couple of years where they only legit do have like two lines of cashiers for like they're the doing that now update their phones and all that
0: they're doing that now yeah. Walmart has right. three cashiers. And everything else is self-checkout. Self-checkout is huge now. Self-checkout used to be like three to four little stations. You walk into a Walmart now, that's all it is, is self-checkout. And everybody who would have been cashiers are just walking around making sure you're not stealing. Or if you're trying to buy some alcohol, they'll walk over, let me see your ID yada 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 or if you scan something twice they'll fix it up for you or whatever but Walmart's or like, now
1: or like out here they got deodorant locked up and stuff so they got the folks in the yellow vest to unlock it and put the deodorant in the no
0: because that's because so that's because y'all be stealing because why are they locking up the deodorant <laughs> that,
1: that, and, that, and that's like the that's these la folks bro that's that labels. has nothing. Oh, them, they, that no,
0: them locking up the deodorant has nothing de- to do with self checkout. It's y'all be stealing.
1: <laughs> you you wanna know what's crazy, Portia? I went to the Walmart in like Compton. Tell me why they had the natural hair products locked up? Because y'all I was be like, stealing I say something.
0: Because y'all be I, stealing. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. This is how I know y'all be stealing. The only thing that Walmart used to lock up. Was electronics. Why are we locking mm-hmm. up deodorant? Why are we. Because lo- y'all be stealing.
1: Bro. When I, bro, when I, I went to Walmart. I say, to get some Tylenol. I had to wait 10 minutes. To unlock it.
0: Because y'all be stealing. Let, let's talk about this. Let's talk That's about. LA folks. One is expensive. Natural hair care products. For all my natural. Hair. Wearers out here. Natural hair products are expensive.
2: Hella expensive.
0: Hella expensive. So yeah, we going to steal. But because we stealing that's why. <laughs> but because we stealing, but because we stealing, that's why they locking them up. And y'all be I would say that deodorant is not that expensive. Why are y'all out here stealing deodorant? You can spend five dollars on a on two pack, two pack. That's because y'all drug heads. That's why they locking up the Tylenol. Bro. That's why you can't buy Bro. drugs like that. You can't buy drugs like hard, not hard drugs, but like the the strengths, the extra strengths and stuff off the counter no more because y'all do y'all do dump y'all do drugs, y'all do stuff with them, but. <laughs> They are not. I ain't
1: seen that stuff until I came out here to California. I
0: just want to go back to the fact mm-hmm. that they are not locking up the deodorant because of self checkout. That has to be the line was here and you went here. Like, what are you even? <laughs> what are you even talking about?
1: Bro, they, <laughs> they lock up deodorant, bro. Deodorant, natural hair products, medicine. What else have I seen? And it depends on the Walmart. Each Walmart is made differently. Like the one that had the hair care products, I'm. A... It was in a neighborhood, you know, where the nat- where users of natural hair products were common. But it's, it's interesting. I, I didn't know why they locked up Tylenol and the nasal spray. They had all that locked up. Advil and aspirin. I'm over here be having a headache from my tonsils to wait to get some medicine.
0: Yeah, but I will say medicine, hair care products, deodorant. I'm going to stand on that. That's, it's not it's deodorant. I don't know what kind of deodorant y'all be using that y'all have to steal it. But I pay $5 for a two-pack right. of deodorant, and that lasts me for a couple months. But medicine medicine no is preference. expensive. Hair care products are expensive. So I fill them on, let me just take this right quick instead of paying $10 for some shampoo. But that's why Walmart is locking the stuff up, because y'all be stealing. Not because of self-checkout. I'm that. Bro,
1: when they start locking up Cheeto bags, that's when they went too When far. they start like, locking up Cheeto bags, them-
0: Cheeto bags have to be at least $5. It has to be. <laughs> why why did I walk down the chip aisle? that anyway? How did I walk down the chip aisle and I got to ask this associate to pass me a, a bag of hot Cheetos? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why? <Bro.
3: laughs>
0: I just, oh, I don't know. This it's, technology is technology is expanding. Y'all businesses are. I don't know. I think we're we are entering a new era where people are just trying to find their footing, and I think it's gonna be some people that's gonna fail, and it's some people that's gonna strive, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But that's all the time that we have for today, boys. What you was about to say, Ryan? Because I, I seen you. What you was going to say?
1: I said, <laughs> I said, come talk me business with the mob. Because this was a real business-heavy um show.
0: They was like, I thought y'all was supposed to be some black nerds. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know.
1: For all facets.
0: <laughs> we told y'all what was going to go down for 2022. But... That's all the time that we have for today. I want to thank you both, Ron and Ralph, for joining me again on another episode. And everybody who's been listening, whether this is your 16th time or your first time listening to The Blurred Bomb, thank you for listening and continuously supporting. And with that, go on ahead, lead us out, Ralph. All
2: right. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Facebook at The Blurred Mob. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at the third pod. With that being said, we're signing out.
3: Peace.
1: Peace. Hands up. If you're loving when you love them, where you at, stand 10 toes down. shot
3: out to Ana. Look at man You can let them haters hate when they enter where I'm smiling.